we had a priest at the seminary who, who said that he thought it would be a good idea if we named some of our parishes the Wrath of God. Good morning, Wrath of God. What can we do for you? He said he thought that would be a good idea because it indicates that God cares about us and that our choices really do matter too. I mean, what parent hasn't been upset with a child who's done something stupid, who fell short of their potential and could have hurt themselves or someone else? Lent is a reminder of both things. Our choices matter, and we matter to God. We can hear this in St. Paul's words. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. He has given you much. Don't misuse what you've been given, which in this case means you've been set in a right relationship with God by being associated with Jesus at your baptism. Don't squander this gift by failing to work with him to direct, to reconcile, to bend all that you do towards him. Don't miss those opportunities. Each of us are moving towards a definitive encounter with God at the end of our life. We're moving towards that encounter with truth and love and goodness itself. Be reconciled with him while there's still time, St. Paul is saying. Now is the very acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. We matter to God and our choices matter. Both are true. Take the first reading. God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. God wants our success. These qualities are to our advantage, right? But lingering in the background is that word, punishment. Now, you know from raising kids or from being one that punishment only makes sense if there are behaviors that kids should do or should not do and that they know what they are and have the capacity to choose them. Clean your room is legitimate for a 12-year-old, not a 2-year-old. Punishment ultimately means that there are ways of living that are true and ways that are false. Unless there are true answers that we can know and choose, we can't be marked down for false ones. If there weren't true answers, then ultimately life would be futile and pointless, like never getting a grade or any response at all on any bit of homework or test. Why did I even take it? Why am I even here? What's the point? Worse, if there's no truth about being a human being, no pattern of life that we can and should strive to attain, then our lives are simply dictated by our biology and environment, and we are not free. But as it stands, we're free because there are right answers about life and because we can resist those forces that would lead us to choose the wrong ones. This, in part, is what Jesus is getting at in the gospel. He is the clearest expression that we matter deeply to God. And he's speaking about reward and repayment. 
like all our other choices, financial, relational, dietary, our religious and moral choices matter too. And by identifying almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, Jesus is giving us a plan of action that fosters right answers to life's questions while strengthening our hearts to resist false ones. Almsgiving counteracts greed, selfishness, hard-heartedness, while teaching us that, in fact, we're actually happier if we forget about ourselves. Fasting counteracts passionate instincts for food, lust, material things, while teaching us that man does not live by bread alone. And prayer focuses our attention on our maker and our mission in this life while fortifying our hearts against the deceptions of the devil. Let the cross that's imposed on your forehead tonight remind you that your life, dust and ashes, only makes sense when it's given shape by God, who has loved you and has called you to choose love too.